and welcome to Dice in a Slice, the only D&D 5e podcast powered by baked goods. My name is Joshua Gould. I am your dungeon master, endless void, and chocolate-covered strawberry. Tonight I have with me a slice, or more accurately, a wodge of apple crisp, which I baked after listening to our episode many, many weeks ago now, when we discussed the difference between apple crisp, apple pie, apple betty, and apple crumble. <laughs> I'm pleased to report that it is tasty, apple cinnamony, and crispy. Woo. Not very crumbly. So it's it's good. It was an American recipe as well. There's a surprising amount of butter in it. Does that mean you measured in cups? Because I struggle with that, with American recipes. What I did was I wrote the recipe down and then I found a converter online to convert <laughs> cups to grams. Smart. I just have cups. Oh, yeah, we just gave up and bought cups. Cups are an inaccurate measurement. <laughs> so measuring by mass instead of weight is inaccurate for baking. All right, Paul Hollywood. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're not doing alchemy. We're just making a cake. All of America <laughs> is wrong. Hey, America, what's up? I feel like Americans make amazing cakes, so clearly it's fine. I don't think I've ever had an American cake. I just feel like there's a lot of innovative baking happening out there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pies, a lot of cakes. Does pie scream innovation to you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we're joined today by Alice, straight from the 1300s, after the invention of pastry. Hey, we are a baking D&D podcast. That's if I true. can't be 1300s about pies, where, where can I be? <laughs> um, yes, I'm Alice, I play Hendrix, and I'm eating a very innovative slice of cake. We both um, have cakes that we made for once, and uh, we're really enjoying it. We're having a whole baking stint at the moment. So I've got a coffee cake Ooh. with a lovely kind of like green-coloured buttercream icing salted caramel oh fancy and it's very very tasty coffee and salted caramel it's got these little easter eggs on top and it's very very nice that sounds amazing mm, it does hi there my name's jazz and i play skylar and i am having a different cake this was a cake that alice and our housemate rosie baked for my birthday and it was rose pistachio almond Cake. They sound like really grown-up flavors. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching Alicia listen to Jazz talk about it, and Alicia's face is like. Ugh. I can fully appreciate that. That sounds nice to other people. <laughs> well, the thing is, I went to Morrison's to get all the ingredients, and I was going to pick up rose water um, and rose petals. And I get there, they didn't have any rose water or rose petals. So I was like, "That's it. I'm not going to stand for this." And I went to the drinks aisle, and I found rose cordial gin mixer. And <laughs> And I bought a bunch of roses. And you know what? This cake, it's so good. It's drenched in rose cordial, so it's so sugary. And almonds. It is so good. And it photographs beautifully, as you will see if you visit our Instagram. Nice plug. Very smooth. There was one sixth of the recommended amount of almonds in that cake. Oh, really? It was just going to be a flapjack. It was really weird. The more almonds, the better. It was your birthday cake. I didn't want to hand you just a stack of almonds stuck together with cordial. That's <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> that leaves me then. Hi, my name's Alicia and I play Tala and it was also my birthday really recently. I got so much cake on my birthday. I was overwhelmed. Josh made me a giant slice of uh, red velvet cake, which is very tasty. Ooh. And my mum also baked me an epic chocolate cake with like marble royal icing on the top. And she made a little cat out of icing because we've recently got two new glorious pets in the family, Aww. which was very cool. Aww, that's very <laughs> sweet. So, Skylar. Why don't you remind us what happened last time? Well, we were in a cave, but uh, Hendrix had passed out. I think he was having some kind of 70s-themed office nightmare, which may have involved Axel, but I don't really know exactly, because Tyler and I, well, we were looting some bodies. Mine were decomposing pretty quickly, but Tyler had found a ring and a cape and some kind of weird amulet on the evil guy that we'd killed. Tiny healed up Hendrix and we all headed upstairs where apparently the crew had been fighting off some angry ghosts. We noticed that the weather outside was seeming a bit odd so we went out there and it was strangely quiet. Even Drelai was gone. So I tracked his footsteps which led us to the pier where it seemed like everyone on the island was just stood watching the horizon. I liked eyes with a cat and suddenly felt like Tyler and Hendrix were hiding some kind of treasure from me. And the last thing I remember was the whole crowd turning to us and saying, in my accent, why, we're waiting for you.
so, you guys have just had all of the people that live at The Last Hope turn to you and say, why? They're waiting for you. So scary. Tala immediately takes a step backwards, like away from them yes. and kind of grabs for her trident like, oh shit. They take a step forwards. <gasps> oh God, that's awful. What if I take a step forwards? They take a step forwards. <gasps> oh no. Um, Waiting for us to do what I say to the crowd. They take a step forwards oh dear guys does anyone else feel like maybe we should just uh run back to the pub at least we have reinforcements uh there yeah i hate everything about this i i don't like that they have my voice i don't really sound like that do i um people always sound different in crowds (laughs) tala just looks like she's stumped for how to best answer that without lying They take two steps forwards. Oh fuck! Yeah, Tala's just gonna start be like, "Come on, guys, we need to, we need to go," and she's gonna start moving because fuck that. Mm-hmm. Describe the pace that Tala starts moving at. Oh fuck! Well, she'd probably usher Hendrix and Skylar to start moving first. She would not leave them behind. Mm-hmm. I would say a quick pace, a quick march. I would like to run. I would like to run. No, why? Yes. They're gonna run. She said run, so he runs, and he's the <laughs> slowest runner of us all. He didn't realise. <laughs> that when we said run, we meant not run. Saunter. Walk quickly. That's fine. To be fair, Tala was also, because they, they've kept walking now, regardless of if we stop. So she's like, yeah, we'll just... Yeah. Hendrix, you start running. Oh, no. Uh, Skylar, you got, you're going to follow Hendrix? Yeah. And Tala, presumably you're going to follow the two of them. Yeah, I'll follow them both. Tala, as you turn to move, you find Skylar's hand is holding onto the amulet. That's in my hand. So does that mean he's holding onto my closed hand? Yes. Just delicately. Just placed. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. Skylar, what are you doing? I, I don't know. What am I doing? You you need to run. Go to make sure Hendrix is okay. I'm gonna slowly <laughs> take my hand back. I'm gonna blink, and then I'm gonna run with Hendrix. As soon as Skylar starts running off, you almost feel them pick up the pace. This floating pier of sorts that you're all standing on currently begins to move from the weight of simultaneous steps hitting the floating wood. Are they all moving with the same footsteps? They are all moving in complete (laughs) unison. They're a hive! They are moving as one creature. They aren't running at a sprint. They're running at a jog. That means we've got time. That's okay. We've got time. Like they're out for a morning morning jog. Okay, yeah. that's less threatening. And it sounds like they can't cut corners if Drigli's footsteps are anything to go by, so mm. we're, we're probably okay. So I imagine the three of you uh, very quickly sort of start running as as a pack, for lack of a better word. But not in sync. Yeah, we run very deliberately out of sync. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> as you run, you very quickly reach a, a crossroads, an intersection, Uh, where many of these streets overlap. You look quickly to your left, you see more of these people coming down the street. You look ahead and there's more people coming down the street. You look to your right. There's no one there currently. The right will lead you towards the last hope. We we run to the right, I assume, team. Yeah. We will saunter in order to keep up with Hendrix. I do like repeated vaults forward with my cane. Hen- Hend- Hendrix's player is, is, is pressing jump to try and move faster. Yeah, I'm gonna double jump. Hang on, let, let, me, let me roll acrobatics and see if I do any cool flips. All right. Oh, my acrobatics is not anywhere near as good as I thought it was. That's a 10. That's a 10. You're able to sort of keep doing like little little skippity hops. Like every now and again, you sort of G yourself up. You're like, maybe I, maybe I can do a really cool vault maybe can and then you sort of just bottle out just at the last minute because your foot's Aww. your footing's a little uneven like you, you are on a, like a semi-firm floor it does still float around a bit you just look like an old man constantly slightly tripping over his cane yeah you're also really weak remember like we have not rested <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you mean yeah i thought you were just meant in general I'm all weak. in all this was a disaster oh. <laughs> that's fine we keep moving away from the large crowd towards the pub. Great. I do keep flicking back to look at them and check their pace and stuff, just to make that clear. As you guys start moving more directly towards the pub, Tala, you notice that the mass of people speeds up, and they go from a leisurely jog to a more harried run, and it goes from a run to an almost maniacal sprint, like you would see in a, in a new wave zombie movie 
Well, they ain't slow zombies. They're fast zombies. They're runners. Oh. How wide would you say the street that we're running down is? About 10 feet wide. I'm wondering if you would let me adjust something slightly. Um, seeing that they're now maniacally sprinting. They are, yes. Frothing at the mouth, in fact. Oh, Tala would like to cast Wall of Water. Ooh. I was wondering if you'd let me, rather than being 30 foot long, mm-hmm. being 10 foot, but spreading back further. 10 feet wide, but thick. Yeah, I basically just want it to fill the street and run as long as it can so that they are slower. Cool. Very cool. Very, 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 very cool. Okay, so you guys are running. Yeah. It's getting kind of scary. There's a lot of people running at you. There is a lot of mouth frothing. Tyler, you turn on your heel and you channel this this power that you feel when you're raging. But instead of it enhancing you physically, you're able to direct the water and you make this this movement, this sweeping movement as though you yourself are scooping the water out from the sea. Mm -hmm. And this 10 foot high sheet of water just appears filling the street and it's like a it's almost like a like a geyser just goes up like that Hendrix and Skylar I'm sure you hear this behind you would you turn to look at it yeah so you guys turn and you and and you see Tala's tattoos glowing bright silver like they do when she's raging um and you see just a a three foot thick ten foot long 10 foot high wall of water appear and you see as these people start running towards you and they it goes from this sort of feral expression on their faces to one of determination and they start doing a very olympic sprinter-esque style sprint running towards this wall of churning water and they start just running into it and getting thrown up and back by these jets of water that are just coming out of the ocean through the wood. Yeah! Awesome. They have been slowed by it. Yeah, she'll be like, guys, it'll buy us some time, but we need to keep going. And Tala Tala says like a quiet prayer to Luska just under her breath because she's never done that before. She hasn't. That's pretty boss. (laughs) Skylar sort of skids to a stop and looks round, flicking his hair out of his eyes and looks up at this huge wall of water and his eyes are just like wide and he's like, whoa, before kind of getting snapped back (laughs) to it and and being like, right, okay. Let's go. Go, go, go. You guys turn and run. It's not long before you're back at Drealize Kiosk. And you see that this place where the water meets the rock, again, the water is calm. And there doesn't appear to be anything else there. Nothing has changed since you were last here. You're going to sprint? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you all please roll me deck saving throws? Would this be something my danger sense would pick up? Y- yes. It's a 14. An 18. That's a 16 for me. Yeah, you do all uh, succeed as some tendrils of this water where it meets the land rise up and try and grab at your ankles. <gasps> but you're able to move quickly onto the land. There is a sense of relief as your feet touch the stone, but in the distance you can hear the masses of people heading this way. You look at the ocean now, you look at it properly, sort of almost judgmentally, um, as it's trying to lash at your ankles. <laughs> and you see that the water is dark. And there seems to be an inky darkness spreading from the rock itself into the water. The swarm of people come around the corner. Black eyes, blackening skin, froth at the mouths. Your feet pound against the stone steps. Occasionally there's a slight slip from Hendrix as the wettened stone makes for uneasy purchase. But he's quickly grabbed by Skylar and Tala. Come on, old man! Outside of the pub at The Last Hope, everything appears to be as it was before. Ah, excellent. So we get inside. I'm going to assume you sort of charge through the door, desperate to get away. As you do so, everyone turns to look at you, and Beerbeard says, uh, what's the matter? Uh, Everyone in the town seems to be under some kind of compulsion, and they are coming for us. So is there like a a panic room or something? (laughs) Tyler, roll me an insight check. (laughs) Panic rooms don't exist yet. (laughs) That's a 14. Uh, the room you've just run into is full of panic. <laughs> Beerbeard's face sort of suggests that there's not a panic room in this place. There's there's somewhere that it's difficult for intruders to get into. Perfect. I think I think we need to get there. I, We've got the love tunnel. I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Tala's thinking that that might be where he's taking. Yeah. <laughs> As you guys start to move through the tavern, you can see out the windows that the mass of people are now climbing the stairs. 
Are you going to do anything to barricade the pub? I want yeah. to barricade the door, yeah. Okay, well, uh, you've got tables and chairs. Are you going to just shove them up against it? Get a cool stack. Hendrix, uh, what, what, what tool proficiencies do you have? Um, I've got a hammer. <laughs> he has a hammer. He's not necessarily proficient in it. No, no but I've got it. Um, I am proficient at navigation tools and calligraphy. You can either roll a straight <laughs> intelligence check or a straight charisma check for this barricading, please, Hendrix. Or oh, charisma? What, to just encourage people? Yeah, your, your charisma will be your uh, encouragement for people. Your intelligence will be you lending uh, boat-wise expertise. I'll do the useful thing. I'll do the int roll. <laughs> He's not going to stand there <laughs> encouraging people with pep talk and no information. That's not his way. 16. With a 16, you are able to sort of point at the bits of furniture that would lock together and be able to be sort of almost sealed against the walls. Norma takes out a, a hammer that deploys its own nails, which is a really nifty thing to Ooh, have. Wow. And she starts hammering these things together. Tiny and Rob start moving heavy bits of furniture in front of the doors and windows. In one of the barricades, Norma makes sure that there is a gap about uh, half a foot by half a foot. And she conjures this repeating heavy crossbow that sits there through the window. And she sort of turns around at Shimmer, and Shimmer nods, and the the white parts of their of their robe and the white carvings on their beak start to glow as well with this almost celestialish light. And across their hands, the uh, a constellation appears, sort of out of out of the white flecks of feathers that seems to be similar to like a a, a bow or an archer. And Shimmer takes a similar position in the other window. Oh, are none of them coming with us? Hendrix is like, what is the plan? Because I don't want to just go someplace with no plan. Yeah, we can't separate. If we're going to the tunnel, it's to get us all safe. If you're all staying here, we're staying here. Norma turns and, and looks at Pad, who... He's got a look in his eye that suggests that he's sort of... He's already had a scrap with the ghosts. He doesn't necessarily want to start scrapping again, but he, he's sort of stood there almost out of a sense of duty. He says, well, uh, I mean, we can hold them off to get you guys a good heading. We're all we're all pretty quick. To achieve what? We've got no amazing plan we're going to go do in this tunnel. We're just going there to get further away from these things. Just to have time to think and work out something. So he, he sits down. He's like, that's it. We're going to make a plan here. If they're all staying here, I'm staying here. As you say this, sort of shimmer chirrups up. The, the other three from the crew all take a, a big leap back from the window as these walls of rock just like... <clears throat> come up on the front side. <laughs> yes, Shimmer. And everyone sort of looks at Shimmer. Like, really? <laughs> this whole time? We just spent all that time building building that barricade? Do you want to do that before? <laughs> okay. Shimmer, that is amazing. Thank you. Tala looks really shocked. Like, huh. Okay, do any of you guys know anything about compulsions, mass, possession, anything? I... No, we need a better warlock or some kind of priest. Aww. <laughs> Tyler looks at Pad as if to be like, how are you feeling, bud? Pad's not got the usual almost roguish glint in his eye that he usually has. There's there's a sense of, of oncoming fear and a bit of fatigue there. I, I mean, so, so Norma's going to pipe up because it's a... It's an intelligence-based question. Mm. And she says, well, uh, a curse, the best way to lift it is to have a remove curse spell. Um, I, I don't know that one. Um, and she sort of turns to the others and shake their heads. There, There is another way. What's that? You find the thing that's put the curse on the people and you make it stop. How do we find out what has cursed it? Uh, I, I look to your glowing amulet that you're holding, Tala. Ah, yes, because you, you rolled it last time. Last time Josh said it didn't start it, but it's linked. Yeah, so he looks at, at you and is like, maybe we should start by destroying that thing. Um, Skylar, mm. did you definitely check all of the bodies in the pool hall? Can't remember. <laughs> oh, shit. Is a thought that appears in your head. Oh. Are you sure that you checked everything? Did you look in every nook and cranny? Did you look in the water, Skylar? Absolutely <laughs> fucking not. Stop this right now. <laughs> so he just kind of like starts, he kind of like starts slowly biting on the back of a knuckle as he thinks, you know, like kind of, it's quite subtle to see because, you know, people hold their hands up to their mouths, mm. you know, mm -hmm. as a fidget move. But he slowly kind of like starts biting on just like the back of one of his knuckles as he as he keeps thinking about the water. Completely oblivious to this. <laughs> Hendrix looks to Tala and has said about destroying the amulet and he's also like, is there any way we could maybe like pray to Luska or do something to help Luska intervene? Because I mean, Axel's 
attacking Luskara right now? Is there something we can do to sway things in the right direction? I don't quite know how praying to Luska works, but I don't really know how praying works, to be fair, because, I mean, I, I mostly have experience with demons. Tala has had um, some pretty failed prayers for the last uh, few episodes, because um, Luska's not been around. Josh, would Tala, can I roll anything to know what she might think that would help, or...? Uh, you're certainly aware of prayers that you would make to ask for strength from Luska, but as you are not a cleric, per se, you, you don't necessarily have that direct form of asking for guidance. You don't have that same uh, sense of devotion, I suppose, would be the way to say that. Okay. I mean, we could pray. I don't know whether there is a magic way to suck the magic out of this amulet. We could just try and hit it. I mean, the, the forge is now in the town, so we can't go there. We could maybe sanctify the pool or something. I don't know. I, I Again, I don't know. I'm just sort of saying words that sound appropriate because, I mean, yeah. I, I have the feeling what I've been doing all this time works a little different. <laughs> you know, it's more like you pop a ritual and you get something out. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Beer, Beard, I hate to put you on the spot, but, but do you you know more about the pool downstairs than you're maybe letting on? Uh, roll me a, I guess, a persuasion check. <laughs> okay. Do I get advantage because it's beer beard? You'll have an advantage on the following insight check. You don't get advantage on the persuasion check. <laughs> That's a 14 on a persuasion. It was just there as, as we built down. There was this cave in there and we, we saw it was there. It was glowing and blue and beautiful. We thought, now there's a nice way to swim. Have you swam in the pool yourself? Oh, I uh, Didn't notice anything weird or strange in the pool? Oh, no, nothing strange as far as I could see. Now I'm going to insight. Okay. <laughs> I rolled two 19s, would you believe? So that's a 24. You believe that he is telling the truth as far as nothing unusual being in the pool as far as he can see. Mm -hmm. You don't believe that he went for a swim in it, oh. which is unusual. Oh, weird. The sense you get... Now, you've, you've interrogated people before. Yeah. You've interrogated people who make intentional omissions of truths. Mm -hmm. And it's weird. It's as though he's been told something and he believes it. Oh, but it didn't happen. Potentially. Beerbeard doesn't have any visible lightning marks, does he? Ro roll me a perception check. It was like, oh, actually, this whole time they've been there and we just didn't... <laughs> I'm just now like, I just want to make sure there's not something like poking out from a collar or some shit. Mm -hmm. 22. Beerbeard has quite a big beard. Oh, no. And he wears gloves. And like, there's not a lot of flesh on show. It's basically from the cheekbones up. And even then he like wears a hat. He's probably a writhing mass of tentacles <laughs> under there. And we just have no idea. I'm hesitant to take the amulet back downstairs into the pool. I feel like that's a bad place to take it. Can we destroy it up here? Uh, you remember trying to break it against the wood and that not going well. Yeah. Has anyone got any fire powers they've been holding out on? Norma gestures to her turret and then looks around the room. And suddenly Shimmer sits up and looks around the room as well. What is it? And then Pad says, uh, guys, where did Skylar go? What? And you guys realise that Skylar's not there. <gasps> Skylar, this isn't time to be stealthy. Can we see footsteps of where he's gone? Uh, you can roll a survival check if you like. That is a 16. I mean, there's only there's only one direction that Skylar could have gone in. Down. Yep. Hendrix, do you feel like Skylar's brain is still funny? We've got to go down. Oh, shit. Fuck it, fuck it. Let's go get him. Tala will just kind of say to the group, Skylar, something got in his head outside, so he's kind of funny, axially at the minute. Uh, there's immediate concern on everyone's face. Skylar, I, I really would love to hear you play the bird pipes. Damn, that nearly calls me back. <laughs> Can I roll persuade? Um, yeah, you may now roll persuasion. <laughs> I got a nat 20. Now, do you remember when you were going down through the last hope and how you couldn't really hear the noise sort of more than two or three floors above you. For one, that would mean that the dance hall would be an absolute write-off if the yeah. games were above it. You get the feeling that your message hasn't even been read. Tala's just going to run at full pelt. That helps, because he, he calls that out and he's like, okay, he's definitely not hiding in here because there's no way he could resist a request like that. <laughs> I am a whore for my audience. <laughs> and uh, he'll go running down with you. Yeah. Um, so Tala, you leave Hendrix behind. Yeah. Oh, bye. I think he'd understand. <laughs> Speed feels like it's of the essence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and everyone else starts following after you. Uh, not that you know that, because you've run off. Mm -hmm. As you guys get down the stairs, you uh, make your way to the second floor. Do you want to check in the bar or do you want to just keep going down? Tala's got an instinct that he's just going down to the pool because his brain is funny. She is gonna put the amulet like underneath all of her layers of clothes in a really awkward place so that it cannot be gotten off her. Like if Skylar tries to grab it, he's gonna have to like delve through all of her clothing. He'll have to, he'll have to wrestle you. <laughs> who has the ring? Hendrix. Oh, I do, don't I? I have it in my right pocket. And who has the cloak, the cape? Yeah, I've probably just picked it up and tied it around my belt. Okay, yeah. it's good to know. 
So you go pell-mell back down these stairs, these damn stairs that spiral, and they seem to take even longer than you remember them taking the first time. And actually, as you get to the very bottom, you guys can see Skylar walk around the corner and into the pool hall. As you start to run down the corridor, the corridor stretches out ahead of you. What? Just keep running. I, I don't have time for this shit. Like, fuck it. <laughs> is it possible, as we're running, to percept whether this is an enchantment and the corridor is actually stretching, or whether it's just a mental, like, image that we're being presented with? Uh, either of you can roll me an arcana check. Do you want to do it? Unless it's your thought. She'd probably yell back if it's going to be a magic, be like, Hendrix, is this real or is someone putting this in our heads? <laughs> Hendrix, is this the real life or is it just fantasy? <laughs> Hendrix! <laughs> Okay. I got a 22. 22. Hendrix, you're aware of, well, not not necessarily even powerful beings that can uh, use magics to either warp people's perceptions of realities or warp actual realities. This seems to be the latter. This does not seem to be any sort of illusion. This appears to be a corridor that wants to stretch on for a while. Okay, cool. So like, oh, it's stretching all right. Okay. Tala just keeps running quickly. Okay. Skylar. Yes? Skylar, you are in the pool hall. And it's a lovely sunny day. There are sun lounges at the side. (laughs) There are umbrellas. There are palm trees. There's there's a human male, very tanned, very buff, carrying a tray of fruity-looking drinks. Oh, Skylar, it's your perfect day. (laughs) It is my... Just had a lovely, delicious breakfast. Uh, and you've, you've come for a tip in the pool. Well, isn't this just the life I deserve? It is the life you deserve, Skylar. <laughs> you deserve to have a nice, refreshing swim in that beautiful, crystal clear pool. Can I go with the buff man? You can definitely go to the buff man, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go over to the buff man. See if he wants to come take a dip in the pool with me. Skylar, you walk up to this buff waiter with a tray of drinks of different colours. And he, he turns to you and says, Oh, Hello there. Would you like a drink? Why, yes I would. (laughs) What what have you got? Well, I've got a lovely orange one, a purple one, a green one, a blue one, and a red one. I think I'll go with the purple one. Did you know that you put the wow in luau? (laughs) As you say this, you look up, and the thing you notice about him is that he's got like the biggest smile you've ever seen. Oh god. His hair is kind of slicked back. Oh no. You can't quite make out his eyes. He hands you this purple drink and he says, I do hope you enjoy and you simply must take a dip in the pool. The temperature is perfect. And there's just this big grin, this big salesman synthetic grin. Well, you really sold it to me only if You'll come with me. I'm going to poke his chest. He he chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there waiting for you, Skylar. Oh, you always know just how I like to be treated. And I'm going to drink my drink. <laughs> Skylar, you drink the drink. It tastes like purple. Oh, tight. Nice. That's why I picked it. <laughs> As you drink your, your nice, refreshing purple drink. Ooh, so purpley. Yeah, you, you see the pool. It's there. It's gorgeous. And, and this man is there. He's there in the pool. He's waiting for you. Aww. I'm going to go to him. You're going to, like, jump in the pool? You're going to dive into the pool? No, I'm going to slink in. You're going to slink into the pool. I'm going to be sexy about it. I'm going to let my hand run over the surface, you know? Cool. Hendrix and Tala, you keep running in this corridor, and eventually you do find your way to the opening. As you run through into the pool hall, you can see Skylar standing on the very edge of the pool. He's laughing. It's like a nice sort of playful laugh. You just see Skylar flirtatiously laughing and being like, oh, you. Oh, you always know just what to say to some rock. So you guys see Skylar flirting with something that you can't see. And then he very slowly slinks his way into the water. Oh, that's a bad sign. Tala's just going to keep running as quickly as she can and try and pull him out. Okay. Skylar, you don't have a swim speed, do you? No. You don't have underwater breathing either, do you? No. Skylar, you slink your way into the water and it's not warm. It's cold. It's really, really cold. 
and the pool is deeper than you thought it was as well. And as your feet try and find purchase, you look up to this handsome man who, who was so so kind to you, so nice to you. And um, as your head begins to go below the surface, you hear him say, I'll see you at the bottom. <laughs> um, Tala, you dash across this cavern, mm-hmm. paying no heed to anything that could be around you. Well, I've got my danger sense, so she's just hoping that anything important, she'll get it as she gets it. Mm-hmm. Skylar is a priority. And you dive into the water. You see Skylar start flailing. Uh, you are able to get to him long before he was in any risk of drowning. Ah. But I, th- I think all Tritons have like an innate Baywatch sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they can always tell like when someone is out of their depth. Yeah. And you're able to rescue him. And, and Skylar, you feel like yourself again. Am I able to drag him out of the water? If you would like to, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not staying in this pool. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> yeah, I, I run over to you both. And because Hendrix's last episode was filled with the fear of Axel hurting Skylar. So he runs over. You know, like when he came out of his dream, he hugged you and was all weird. He does it again. He ro- he just kind of collides into you and like pulls you into a big hug and is like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And just holds your shoulders oh, like, are you all right? I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, uh, he's kind of like blinking and looking a bit confused because it's like he's just woken up, but he mm. woke up in the bath. Yeah. So he kind of slaps your back in case you got any water and he was like, are you all right? Is he, looks to Tala because he knows Tala just saved him. Is he okay? Is he all right? I'm all right. I'm going to kind of like hold on to his shoulder shoulder a little bit and I'm like I'm alright I'm, I'm alright Skylar we might need oh, to hold hey. on to you because you disappeared and we can't have that Just he, clutches, he, he clutches you to his front and he looks at the pool and is like you bastard Tala's going to look at the pool and then just yell into the cavern in primordial she's gonna yell Oh, how brave to pick on the weak one. <laughs> That's no shade to Skylar, but she's kind of just trying to provoke the fact that Bang. rather than take someone who's, you know, the antithesis of what he is, yeah. he picks you. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. She's pissed. Yeah. And it's in primordial, so you're not burnt by it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is that suddenly Tala turns around and starts going, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> It sounds like lovely waves crashing on the shore. Lovely Mm. waves crashing against the shore. It sounds lovely at the beach coming from someone. It doesn't sound so good. It's about context. Tala? Yes. In your head? Mm Mm-hmm. Come find me. Oh, hello. Welcome aboard. You seem a little bit off, like there's someone else behind your eyes. This place? It's the middle bit. It's where I, Josh, speak to you, the listener, about all sorts of real-world goodness. Don't worry. There are no possessed hordes here, and we're always making sure we're prepared should the worst happen. Relax. And I think you should have a mojito. Get yourself that vitamin C. This week's middle bit is brought to you entirely by Roll for Good, a tabletop role-playing charity stream running across the weekend of the 1st of May, raising money for the charity Mind. So, let me tell you what's going on. On Saturday the 1st of May, we will have Beam Saber being run by at Wheelie, at at W-E-E underscore L-E-I-G-H, at 11am UK time. Beam Saber is a forged-in-the-dark game about the pilots of powerful machines in a war that dominates every facet of life and is bound to be a gripping start to our weekend. After that, at 3pm UK time, we have an epic level D&D 5e one-shot being run by at Laurie, that's at L-A-U-R-I-E underscore E-E-E at 3pm UK time. It's D&D, it's high level, it's gritty, and by the gods is it going to be fun. I am producing this one and I cannot wait to show it to you all. Finally, on the Saturday, we have Honey Heist, run by the wonderful at Proopy Pants. That's at P-R-O-O-P-Y-P-A-N-T-S. This wonderful, goofy game lets you be bears who do crimes, all in the space of one A4 page. That's all there is to it. Bears and crime. What's not to love? 
Be sure you catch this one at 7pm UK time, though be forewarned, you might get sticky fingers. Kicking off Sunday the 2nd is myself. Yes, that's right, I, Josh, will be running a one-shot set in the City of Mist system, which we've previously talked about in our Halloween special. In this game, come and bear witness to the most chaotic pizza party of the century. The good news is, you won't be needing to clean up after it. Leave that to our super-powered employees of Charlie Cheddar's Pizza Emporium. It's fun for most of the family. Tune in at 11am UK time to catch the silliness. Following that, we have Alien, the RPG, run by Return Snyder, that's at R-E-T-U-R-N-S-N-Y-D-E-R, -E -E at 3pm UK time. You've seen the films, now play the games. It's a harsh, unforgiving universe, and you are nothing if not expendable. Stay alive, if you can. It's going to be tense, it's going to be great, and I cannot wait to watch this game myself. And finally, on the Sunday night, starting at 7pm UK time, we have D&D again. This time it's The Hungry Castle, run by Balrog1911, that's at B-A-L-R-O-G-1911. What is The Hungry Castle? Why? It's a castle, a labyrinth, a maze, a dungeon, and it's hungry. Player character death is guaranteed in this thrilling one-shot designed to test the mettle of even the hardiest of adventurers. Oh, goodness me, that seems like a lot of games and it's a lot of weekend, and there's so much more going on besides that. There are going to be giveaways, exclusive interviews, and perhaps some surprise guests. But you'll have to tune in to find out. For more information, visit Rollforgood, that's at R-O-L-L-F-O-R-G-O-O-D, on Twitter. Of course, if you can't find them, We'll be more than happy to help you if you find us at Dyson a Slice on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we will always direct you towards anyone who we've spoken about in the middle bit. On top of that, we're keeping an eye on our Facebook top fans, which means it's time for us to once again say hi to the immortal and immovable Chaz. Hi Chaz, how you doing? I hope you're well. So all that remains is for me to remind you that you can get 10% off your next order with Geeky Clean by using the special discount code DYSONASLICE, that's D-I-C-E-N-A-S-L-I-C-E, -E, and for me to thank you for your continued listenership. Oh, also, special thanks to Alicia, who now has proficiency in removing blunders and expertise in making us sound amazing. And now, back to the action. Come find me. She replies out loud in Primordial. Yeah, the whole, like, cat and mouse chase thing is not really my deal. You want me, you come fight me yourself. Don't antagonize, don't, don't engage with him. The cavern starts shaking. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you engage. Can everyone make me another dexterity saving throw, please? I got an 18. Yeah, that's a 21. I got a 22. Nice. Good job, everyone. Uh, as this cavern shakes, you guys manage to keep your footing, as does Tiny Pad, Norma Shimmer, and Beer Beard, all of whom have followed after you. The water starts rising oh. out of the blue hole. What happened? Tell me what happened. I was just thinking about the, the pool and then it felt like I, I don't know, I like went to sleep or something. Right. And then I was at a beach uh -huh. and there was a, a guy. What did he look like? What did he sound like? Uh, he sounded very like I, I guess the word would be smooth. Right. Sort of slicked back black hair, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was difficult to make out his face but he really had a big old grin and at the time I thought that was kind of charming. He pulls you to his front and it's just like, it's Axel in my dream, he threatened to kill you, but I thought we had an agreement and just yells at the pool. I guess you can't really make an agreement with a demon. I thought I was so clever and so big and strong for selling my soul to a demon. So stupid. Skylar's gonna kind of like take hold of Hendrix's arms and be like, hey, 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 just calm down. Just He told me he's going to kill you if I don't do what he wants. What does he want? Just gestures around them at the, the chaos that's happening. And at the water that is rising. Well, you can't give him that. I can't give him you. I'm a big boy. I can look after myself. Just ignore what just happened. <laughs> ignore all the previous signs that point to the otherwise. Don't put yourself in any sacrificial like, altar for me. I've made shitty choices and now we're here and now he's involved you and I'm not having him ruin your perfectly good life over my shitty decisions. Just because you fucked up 
don't mean that you just gotta like throw your lot in with him and agree to do whatever he wants in order to try and repent for what happened. Like you can fight it, you can get against it. Don't don't play into what he wants. He looks kind of devastated by that and wants to like listen and wants to believe that, but doesn't know how to do it, you know. But it looks like that's hit home with him, which is good because the water is now pretty much at knee height. Is the is the exit of the cave still there? It's not like been blocked off or anything. The exit of the cave is still there yes norma suggested hitting the amulet against the stone of the cave can i try that you're gonna hit on the stone of the floor or the stone of a wall against the wall against the wall okay she's gonna kind of like put the amulet so it's on the point and then she's just going to slam the shield into the wall okay roll me an athletics check there's a 17. Tala, you mount this amulet on the tip of your taj and slam it into the wall uh you hear a crunch Okay, I'm going to put my hand underneath where it would likely fall and pull the shield away to catch it. In your hand, you find a two-inch long spike that's fallen off your shield <gasps> and a an undented amulet. Is it still glowing? The eyes are still glowing, yeah. Tala would probably... Sorry, she's really angry. <laughs> she's going to hold this amulet in her fist and she's just going to, like, start chanting a Luskan prayer and trying to just like push all the energy like she's not a cleric but her mother is a cleric so she's just like channeling all of her upbringing and history and everything Mm -hmm. into this disgusting awful amulet that's just full of everything that she doesn't believe in Uh, roll me a religion check please that's a 15 flat roll okay you guys see Tala get angry. Her tattoos start to glow over her body. As she grasps this amulet in her hand, there is a noise across the way where this blue hole is, and it is the sound of bubbling water, and the water rises faster. Tala's gonna like wave at you guys to run, and she's gonna start chanting even louder. Roll me another religion check. That is a 10 this time. Uh, roll me an intelligence saving throw. Oh, intelligence. Ooh. That is an 18. Tala, you take eight psychic damage. Oh. It's like, I want to stay and help, because like, you know, I was trying to suggest earlier that we do something with prayer, but obviously, I mean, and Hendrix doesn't know what he could do in this case. Tala, as you start uttering this prayer, mm-hmm. that voice is in your head again, and it says, she won't help you. Ah, oh, yeah, sorry, mate, I don't buy that. She's just gonna keep going. You're gonna keep going? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the water rises faster. Uh, those of you who are running to leave, uh, do are, are you are you moving to leave the room? I don't want to leave her behind in this. I don't want to leave her behind, but at the same time, Skylar is like, we could maybe be more help away from this getting out but neither of us can breathe underwater i can can you how long since i had shape water oh shit yeah of course you go can i roll an insight to glean insight on what i would like to get an idea of like is there something that i could do Hmm. like external to this situation like is there a way that i can maybe get us a boat off this island because he is a liability here more than a help yeah so roll me roll me an insight check 18 every single person apart from those that you know have been in the pub are currently possessed or certainly under some sort of compulsion this would lead you to believe that all of the boats are currently unmanned you would have to find a way to get to those boats through those people but you are able to do that. I'm the one that can do it. You also know that there is a tunnel that takes you to any port, which is, it's a building now, but it was once made of a ship. Yeah. So I'm going to say, all right, guys, I can't breathe underwater, so I'm going to be a a hindrance to you guys. I'm going to go find us a safe way out Mm -hmm. and get us a boat. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that can do it. I'm the stealthiest here. I would like to please cast suggestion on Skylar before he leaves. Okay. So that is, it is a wisdom saving throw. Skylar, you have advantage on this because it is a charm effect. Yes, he is, he is rather good at wisdom as well, isn't he? You can choose to fail the spell if you wish. Yeah, I'll choose, well, I rolled a 14, but I choose to fail. Before you separate ways, he just looks at you and kind of locks eyes with you and has a bit of extra oomph in what he says. And he's just like, don't listen to Axel or anything that doesn't make immediate 
definite real world sense. I'm gonna give him a hug. Aww. He hugs you back. That proper kind of like um, arms round clap on the back type mm. of like a young mm. man hugging an older mm. man. Mm. He's gonna kind of clap you on the shoulder and then nod. And then he's gonna be like, I'm gonna get us out of here. He's gonna run. Um, Tara, are you gonna are you standing there and just chanting and praying? She's probably gonna keep going for a bit. Wing and a prayer. As much as she understands that Luska is obviously in trouble and maybe can't help her, there's also like her entire ancestry of like people who believed in Luska and fight for Luska. So she's kind of summoning that energy as opposed to like Luska directly, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. As you stand there, Tyler, praying, feeling this water. Um, almost begin to consume you. It's a very cold water and it feels unnatural. Yeah. It begins to creep up your body and you become very hyper aware of the presence of this water. Mm -hmm. As Hendrix and Skylar are having this quick spell cast on them and then hug scenario, (laughs) you hear Skylar, I'm going to guess you probably try and just swim off because that might be more practical than than trying to run run through the water that's neck deep. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, you hear the voice in your head again, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. That is a 16 on a wisdom save. In your head, you hear, you won't come back. As Skylar leaves through the hall, Hendrix, are you getting out of here or are you staying here? I'm staying here because I can breathe underwater and I'm not leaving our girl Tyler by herself. Uh, the rest of the crew, by the way, have all left because once the water got like knee deep to Norma, she didn't want to be in that situation. That's fine. Tala is going to say in her head, in Primordial probably still, it will be fun to watch you drown. And she's going to swim after Skylar and kind of motion for Hendrix to come with. Tala, as you head towards Hendrix, a image appears in your head. Oh, God. And... It is an image of a long serpent-looking creature Mm -hmm. with long tentacles either side of it, with huge pointed teeth, with three eyes that go vertically down the center of its head. Each eye blinks individually, and you hear again, come find me. Someone's got to go down there and punch that squid (laughs) in the face. Tala, looking at you, girl. Did we both hear and see that? Only Tala heard and saw that. Tala will say, you should stop playing hard to get in Primordial in her head. <laughs> and she's going to carry on after Skylar. Because we're running, it's probably going to be just be easier for him to um, talk to you psychically rather than out loud. Because I've just realised that we can talk psychically, yep. which is a wild. <laughs> Although you're not a beast or anything, so maybe you can't. Maybe that's why we've never done it all this time. DM rolling. What do you say, Josh? Um, You know what? Shit's a bit wiggity at the moment. So I will allow it. Ooh, nice. Fun. So as you're running together, he just kind of... I mean, I, I thought your plan was to go down there or something. T- Tala, like, as she's swimming, she seems, like, a bit taken aback. She's like, she kind of looks at you and realizes you didn't say anything out loud. And she's like, oh, that's new. <laughs> <laughs> and she thinks, she's like, I wonder whether it'll work. And so she th- she thinks in her head and says, he said our boy Skylar won't come back if we let him go alone. Oh, he looks conflicted by that. But he's like, I think we can't believe a word he says. So Hendrix skids to a halt and is like, you go then. Go, go to him but I've got something I'm going to do Whoa, well, now don't be thinking I'm going to leave you in here He's he gave me a snapshot he's not the best to look at I'm not running back and forth anymore we've been running back and forth in this pub I'm going to stay here but if you want to go to Skylar go don't worry I'll be behind you uh, Tala kind of she looks to the corridor and she kind of just like says a prayer for strength for Skylar and she's now going to swim and stay with Hendrix because She's a fighter and she's not, she's, bless him, Hendrix is weak as well. You've died today and you've not rested. So she's like, I cannot leave the soft boy alone. I appreciate it. Tala, I have an important question before I jump across to Skylar and I will. Mm-hmm. Are you holding the amulet above water? Unfortunately, I think when she swam off to follow Skylar, she wouldn't have necessarily been thinking about the amulet. So I imagine it has gone into the water unfortunately. Yeah, that's fair. Can't change my mind because of a DM ask question. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, I've been holding it above my head the whole time. I've obviously had the amulet above water, obviously. <laughs> so have any of you ever, like, held fresh squid before? No. No? no? Fresh squid and live squid as well. Very slippery, very wriggly. If you don't hold on to it strong enough, it will just Ooh. slip. She is holding it tightly, I will preface it with that. 
Tala. Oh, no. As you swim off, Mm -hmm. you feel the amulet get softer and smaller in your hand. She grips it. (laughs) As you grip tighter, this mercurial liquid squeezes out between your fingers and through the crevices in your hands. Oh. And it takes the shape of a small silver squid with glowing red, ruby red eyes. It looks at you for a second, and then, in an instant, it darts towards the blue hole. Okay, right, well, that's what we're doing next. (laughs) Now, Skylar, you got out of the water. Yes. You're damp. Um, That's the the default state of everyone in the party. Yeah, but I'm okay, because I'm not in the water. (laughs) Um, The rest of the crew have gone ahead of you. They are already going up the stairs. Mm. As you're going up, you find them standing at the Tunnel of Love, and they are tearing down the boards, because further up the stairs in the stairwell, you can hear the sounds of rock and wood being torn apart by ravenous hands. Oh, no. But you see them there. You you, you get there and I imagine you sort of skid to a stop. Yeah. So he's going to look at the crew and be like, I was going to go and find us a way out because I'm the sneakiest one of us. What do you guys want to do with that information? Tiny looks at you and says, where are Tala and Hendricks? They are down in the pool room because they can both breathe underwater. Shimmer, do you think you could go join them? Uh, Shimmer sort of looks between everyone and Shimmer's eyes sort of settle on Norma and uh, she looks up and says, uh, do you want to breathe underwater, Skylar? Uh, I I have a thing. I I mean, I think that I need to go and find us a way out of here. Okay. Um, Shimmer just sort of darts off. You sort of hear hear down the tunnels just like a... Oh, I love it. And then ultimately a splash. Mm. Yeah, Skylar is just like, if I'm being targeted as like the damsel that is going to be used to make everyone feel bad and feel compelled to do X, Y, Z, he's like, I'm going to get myself far away from that situation and I'm going to be useful doing what I'm good at, which is sneaking around and finding us a way to get out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Beerbeard says, uh, well, this is the tunnel that goes to uh, any port. Now it's boarded up badly because, you know, commitment. Um, I mean, we can get through there, but we, we don't know what the, the state of things is there. I know, but if I go, I stand a good chance of not being seen. The less people that are with me, the better. And so that everyone else stops for a moment and Pad says, um, so what, what do you want us to do? Keep the others safe. Do what you're good at. They all look to each other and Pad, Tiny and Norma sort of almost in unison, in a, in a very cool anime way, in unison they nod and go back up the stairs. All right. And you can sort of hear like a like a come from each of them as they do so. That's cool. Uh, as, though they're, as though they're buffing each other. Inspiration! <laughs> yeah. Our body boys. Beerbeard remains with you. He takes his warhammer off his back and brings it down on the boards that are blocking up the tunnel. With a, with a very satisfying crack as these boards uh, open up. And he pulls a few of them away, just enough for you to be able to get in there if you need to. Thank you. And he gets in. And then he kind of stops and pokes his head back out. (laughs) Is there anything I need to be careful of on the other side other than the obvious zombie horde? Any, like, trap doors or Uh, anything like that? There's no trap doors. That'd be awful bad for business. Uh, You can tell he's trying to still make light of things, even though, you know, his world is crumbling around him. I respect that. (laughs) He's the Onion Knight. It's fine. God, he is the Onion Knight. Just, if you don't put yourself in any danger. Well, I understand that much. Thanks. <laughs> and then he kind of like pokes his head back and is like, no, but seriously, thank you. And then he goes. <laughs> Hendrix, Tala, as you both stand there, Hendrix, you're now using shape water to create this air bubble yes. around you. So Hendrix um, wanted to stay because he's had enough of all of this. So he was getting ready to kind of basically charge into this pool anyway and then he sees the squiddy thing escape from Tala's hand unless I have to roll to see it no you don't need to roll to see it it's it's very it doesn't do anything to try and obscure itself so even though I'm not really started for this he's obviously going to dive for it because I feel like he was just already going to go and he was like that's it I'm steered I'm going to go charging in this pool then I sees the squid it's like so um can I roll something to grab it you can roll me acrobatics now you're like doing water aerobics (laughs) so I'll, I'll give you advantage because you do currently have a use of shape water at your disposal like you're using you're in the middle of using a watery spell so you can use it to propel yourself along oh lovely 
So that is 16. Hendrix, you use your uh, magical water shaping abilities to propel yourself along almost in the path of this mercurial squid, but it just darts around you. And almost almost comedically, as, as you both turn to, to watch it go, it pauses sort of over the center of this blue hole, the, its tentacles dangling ever so slightly. And then it... Whoop. Could I use my bonus action? You may, yeah. Can I magic a tentacle under the squid and slap it? You can do that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, roll, roll, roll me to hit. Roll me to hit with Andrew. It's a 19. So as this tentacle drifts and then goes to move down, this black and purple tendril shing, comes up and wraps itself around it yeah. as Andrew has successfully grabbed it. Yeah! Tentacle V squid! <laughs> it's like, good boy, Andrew! That's our boy. Andrew feels appreciated. I'll just try to keep hold of it. He looks to Tyler and is like, I think we should weed out to him. He's not really the best at throwing and catching. Yeah, that makes sense. I will say, you know that he wants us to go down there, right? That would be giving in to what he wants. Aye, but you know, I'm always doing that and I figure I should at least do it when I can punch him in the eye for a change. Okay. Yeah, Tyler will try and like grapple the, the squid out of Andrew because she's probably a sturdier grapple to keep hold of it. Do you have a container you can put it in? Andrew has the added bonus of being suckered. Ah, that is true. I have the pouch of Dreelies Gold. I could put that in my own money pouch and then would the squid fit in a different money pouch? Yeah, might do. Whatever pouch she has that is biggest, she will keep free. She'll try and ball up Squiddy Boy. Okay. Uh, roll me a sleight of hand check. Oh. <laughs> That's a 21. Nice. Right. Tali, you, you uh, swiftly put Dreelies Gold with your gold. Now you never know whose gold is whose. Oh no. And you swim up to this uh, tiny squid being grasped by a tentacle. You deftly, like you've caught things in tiny bags a hundred times over, get your bag over it and pull it taut very quickly and tie it with an expert knot. Hendrix, you admire the quality of the knot tied. It's a good knot. <laughs> um, so it's in the bag and you can feel it pinging around almost like it's... Well, almost like it's alive. Okay, I'm just going to, like, tuck it into my clothes so it can't escape. Okay. And so I can feel it moving so that if anything changes, she'll know. If you, in the future, do anything that requires concentration or, like, careful remembering, you will have disadvantage while that is in your pocket. Okay. Just because it's so distracting. It's moving a lot. It's like you've got a cat in there. Because um, getting it wet turned it into a squid, can I try doing shape water on it to remove all the water from Ooh. it? Sure. Hendrix, you take you take a gulp of air and then cast shape water, and as this thing is no longer submerged, it stops wriggling around inside the pouch. Does it feel like an amulet in the pouch now? It does, yeah. Yes! <gasps> oh, I'm so pleased that worked! Oh! So Tala's like, that is weird and also cool, but you need to breathe. <laughs> I put my shape water back around my head. Uh -huh. That was just a hunch. I'm glad that worked. Are we completely underwater now? You are completely underwater now, yes. So it's now squiddy wiggly again. H Hendrix can have two usages of shape water up at any time. Nice. Cool. She's like, well, this is handy. If you need another water thing, you can take it. Because I don't I don't tend to concentrate on much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so are, are we going down then? I just think we're going to be running around. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I've got no plan apart from taking my book of shadows and shoving it up. Axel's, you know, I've, I don't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. As you guys are saying this, Hendrix, you hear in your head a voice, a nice voice. Mm, is it really? It says, Norma told me to come help you. <gasps> oh, it is a nice voice. Yay. And there's, a, there's a killer whale that sort of just <laughs> appears beside the two of you and sort of buffs into you. Oh. Oh, hi, Shimmer. It's good to see you. Hi. Oh. <laughs> We're working out what to do right now. <laughs> In your head, Hendrix, something spoke to me on here. Oh, that's probably Axel. Don't listen to it. Um, and the the white patches of this killer whale sort of glow a little bit and then sort of starts like a, a gentle pulse. Is Shimmer okay? What's you doing there, Shimmer? It's nice. What's nice? The... The glowing. Aww. Are you doing the glowing, or is the glowing happening to you? It's me. It's the stars. Oh, it's their god. Oh. Oh. Okay. Does Shimmer? Does your god know what we should do? Killer whales don't emote much with their faces, on account of the mm. fact that well, no, they probably do, but we as humanoids don't know what that looks like. Yeah. But Shimmer's overall disposition suggests that they are here to do what you want them to do. Shall we just go down? And see what we find. Aye. You can hold on to me. Aww. Awesome. Will do. 
I don't suppose you've got any spare healing magic going, do you? Hold on to me. So he holds on to one of Shimmer's fins. Tala will also uh, touch Shimmer. Cute. As Shimmer glows, you feel a nice, a warm radiance, as though you're hugging a hot water bottle, Mm. which is quite nice in this almost freezing cold water. Um, Hendrix, you are healed for 21 points. <gasps> Amazing, thank you. Um, Tala, you are also healed for 21 points. I'm back to full string. We're above half. <laughs> you hear in your head, Shimmer and the DM, say, are you sure? I, right? Hey, I'm with you. And Shimmer strikes off with their strong mammalian tail, helping the two of you enter this blue hole. Skylar, mm. this tunnel is dark. There are remnants of candles, remnants of torches at the sides, but there's no fuel in the torches. There's no significant amount of wick in the candles. You have to rely on your your natural elven dark sight to be able to see in here. I do have it. And as you walk down this tunnel with nothing but your footsteps to accompany you, you're aware of how dark and cold and quiet everything is. Eventually, after 15 minutes, you reach a door. I am going to listen. Yes, please do roll me a perception check. As you place one ear against the wooden panelled door with a nice black doorknob. So that is a 17. You cannot hear anything on the other side of the door. Okay, all right. How can I sneakily open the door? You can roll a sleight of hand. Okay, I'll do that. So that's a 19. You try the handle. As you're trying it, you're aware that this is a handle that doesn't have a paramour. There is no handle on the other side of this door. This is a one-sided handle. You suspect it is a secret door. Why the pub would have a very open door and the brothel would have a hidden door, that's for scholars to debate. But you twist the handle, the door is unlocked, and you pull it towards yourself. The hinges are a bit rusty, so you have to put a bit of heft behind it, but the door moves near silently. Yeah, see, I'd have thought this would have been a well-oiled machine. On the other (laughs) side of the door, sat in the middle of this hallway that you open onto, is a black cat. Oh, God. No, like the one in the crowd, the one in the crowd, do you remember? Yeah, fucked. (laughs) Does it see me? Yeah. Ah, crap. It's looking straight at you with its big purple eyes. Even though I stealthed? Even though you stealthed. Because this cat knows where you are. Almost like it's in your brain. (laughs) I'm going to shoot it in the face. You're going to shoot it in the face? Yeah, I'm going to get out my bow and I'm just going to shoot it in the face. Okay. Roll to hit. So that is a 26 to hit. 26 to hit. Yeah. That will hit. Roll damage. So I don't get anything You don't get fancy. your sneak attack, no. That's a fuck my... An 11. You knock an arrow, draw back on your longbow and release it. It flies through the air. Your aim is true. Hell yeah. Going straight towards this small black creature. As the arrow comes towards it, its mouth opens. It darts to the side and catches the arrow. In its mouth. You fucker! Because it reduced the damage of your arrow by 20. Does an 18 hit? No, does it throw it back at me? Fuck! <laughs> yes, it hits. Skylar, you take 8. Oh, uncanny dodge! You take 4 piercing damage. Yeah! <laughs> as this cat catches your arrow in its mouth, in its jaws, using the momentum, swings around and launches the arrow at you. You dodge out the way. It just catches sort of the back of your calf, scraping across. You look back at this cat and watch as she slowly transforms into a woman, a big woman, (gasps) wearing a long pink dress. Oh, fuck it. Gray skin, tattoos all over. Mm. Holding a fan in her hand. I hate you. And she says, Oh, Skylar, you're not where you're supposed to be at all. And that is where we're going to leave the session. Mm. Fuck! Love it! Well, that's certainly where we're going to leave it for Skylar anyway. Oh, what? (laughs) Fuck! Hendrix and Tala, at Shimmer's side, 
you descend down this blue hole. Now in the pool hall, there's a beautiful aquamarine light, very inviting, very soothing. As you go deeper, it gets colder and darker. And underwater, there is this pressure that builds around you. Tala would give Hendrix her little orb so that he has some form of light. Oh, thank you. Hendrix, you are you are gifted a little aquamarine orb that gives out about 60 feet of light, which doesn't even touch the sides, as this blue hole seems to flare as it gets to the bottom. As you approach the bottom of this blue hole, you start to see a purple glow coming from a tunnel cut into the side of it. And sticking out of the tunnel, you see two tendrils that, on your approach, zip in. Tala would tap on Shimmer to signal that they should stop in case they didn't see it. Shimmer stops. Hendrix, I assume you saw that, right? I... I think that's the guy that I saw in my head. Does it look similar to the tentacles that were on the creature that I saw? The tentacles were similar, yes. How far down are the tunnels from where we are now? Uh, about 30 feet from you. I don't know what we're going to do when we get there. Stab it. Wait, exactly, we've got to do something. <laughs> Tala will get her rapier out, her magical rapier. Mm-hmm. Aye, let's just go and we'll figure it out when we get there. And if, uh, you know, if Luska's real and can still do anything, or if any of the other gods want us to stop what's happening, hopefully they'll pay attention, eh? Yeah, fingers crossed. So Tala will probably separate from Hendrix and shimmer and like stealthy swim away from them okay Okay. roll a stealth check for me just in case there's any chance of some kind of surprise or catching it off guard oh that is a 19 on a stealth lovely you enter into the tunnel which at first looks crude like it's just sort of been tunneled into by a creature trying to find a burrow this tunnel wends and winds And as you do, you see these tentacles, these tips of these tentacles sort of just disappear behind crevices, behind corners. Okay. And you see, in the middle of this corridor, Skylar (gasps) sitting cross-legged on a rock. He looks at you and says, I'm glad you could join me. We're all glad you could join me. As several... Skylars start appearing within this room. And that is where we will truly end the episode. Oh my goodness! (laughs) Why do our heroes keep finding themselves in a weird reality? What is lurking at the bottom of the last hope? And when will our gang get a break? All these answers and more next time on Dice in a Slice. Yeah, and mechanically, when you're in stealth mode, you move at half your normal speed, so you'd be well behind. Oh, I thought that I, as a rogue, just got to do whatever I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) They're not that OP. (laughs) That is, I mean, that is the general consensus on the Twitter. Hang on, let me just check. Type, 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 type. Yeah, rogue, it says here, uh, level three ability, you can do whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) Hell yeah.